0: If you do get your foot in the door with anywhere, don't take it lightly, I'd say. You know, really squeeze every bit of opportunity out of it as you possibly can. And as I always say to all of my team, uh, anytime I give them anything, it's just, don't fuck it up. (laughs) Half of least resistance and don't fuck it up.
1: (laughs) Welcome to the Opening Credits podcast, where we shine the spotlight on the people behind the scenes of your favourite films and TV shows. In this podcast, we'll meet the people behind the design, who create for both fake worlds and the real world. We'll chat to film professionals about their experiences in the industry, their unique contribution to movie making, and how they apply their craft beyond the world of entertainment. Go behind the scenes of your favourite films and TV shows like never before, and meet the people who until now have been hidden in the credits. Hello! Welcome to the Opening Credits Podcast. My name is Stephen Nutley. Thanks for tuning in. This is the penultimate episode of Season 1. If you've been enjoying the show so far, then please do leave us a review or a rating on your platform of choice, as that would really help us out. A big welcome as well to the new members of the Opening Credits Network, our free creative community, which, as you may have seen, is now open to all, both pros and newcomers alike. So, if you're a film creative, or you have an interest in becoming one, and haven't joined yet, then what are you waiting for? You'll find the link in the show description. This week, my guest is Kosh Barty, who has been a graphic designer for 28 years, 15 of those in the film industry, where he currently works as a graphic art director. His list of credits include films and TV shows such as Doctor Strange, I May Destroy You, The Lazarus Project, and Mother, Father, Son. In this episode, Kosh tells us how working in design agencies at the beginning of his career gave him a solid foundation prior to making the move into the world of film, and why he'd encourage others to do the same. Kosh joins us from the art department of his latest TV show, and discusses how he's seen graphic design and filmmaking evolve over his time in the industry, and how he thinks the role will only continue to grow in the future. Hi Kosh, how are you doing? Oh, very good, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Thanks for taking the time to come on and have a chat. I know you're finishing work on your latest TV show,
0: and it's been a pretty busy one. It was. It was a bit manic. Are you able to say what
1: it is, or I guess you probably can't if it's still in production.
0: Uh, technically, yeah, in production, so can't yeah. really say. I know you know what it is, but <laughs> <laughs> but we can't say it out loud. It's like a, you know, summoning a gin.
1: exactly yeah
0: Yeah. we'll get rugby tackled to the floor (laughs) you constantly do feel like you're being watched
1: yeah like a SWAT team's about to just smash you the window yeah yeah exactly (laughs) and you've had Laura Whitehouse on your team haven't you she's been on the podcast before
0: oh yeah there's some some sort of graphic designer called Laura (laughs) she's sitting right opposite me (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah no she's been brilliant absolutely brilliant
1: Hi, Laura. Oh, I guess she can't hear me.
0: No, she can't hear you. I've got my because on the headphones. What's that, Steve? No, <laughs> no, I don't think she's that bad. <laughs> 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 but, uh, yeah, no, absolute star. Oh, cool, yeah. She's, she was good to have on. She was, a, she was a good laugh. Yeah, it's like that all day long in the office. We're, we're constantly being told to quieten down because we're just cracking up joking about things yeah it's any wonder we've got any work done to be honest <laughs> <laughs> we lot constantly larking about
1: so coach i know you've got a lot of experience in graphic design both in the film industry and outside of it yeah how long have you been doing it for now
0: uh well sort of graphics and design sort of in the creative sort of industry nearly 28 years okay yeah so uh and that's Obviously, not starting in this in this industry. This I came into by accident, not by accident. It was just a twist of fate and a bit of luck, I suppose. I wasn't yeah. actively looking to work in this industry, but uh, earlier on in my career, I, used to work, I worked for a PR agency that had a lot of entertainment clients. Yeah, um, and one of the, one of them was Sky, and we did a lot of um, press and publicity and things like that for a lot of shows. Um, mm-hmm. And just got friendly with with one of the, the sort of brand managers at Sky. When he left, went off to start working in uh, raising finance for independent films. Yeah. Um, and sort of asked me to do a few things. And it just kind of grew and grew and grew from there.
1: So it was never really on your radar to move into the movie world?
0: I was always a massive film geek as a kid. So I was always massive fan. I was always really interested in the process and you know, filmmaking and, and especially on the art side of things. Mm-hmm. um but yeah never really I, I think like a lot of people i just thought it was out of reach yeah yeah unattainable because there's not really especially in graphics um a direct route yeah yeah you know, in into it yeah it seems to be the way yeah yeah
1: so has it always been graphic design albeit in different industries
0: yeah I did, my, my degree was my degree was in graphics so i went into yeah so i went into uh, first couple of years I worked for a corporate design agency down in Hampshire He did specialise in technology yeah yeah, you know, marketing and things like that and then from there went to a PR agency and then sort of freelanced around for quite a while as well um, and then yeah eventually landed here about 15 years ago okay yeah
1: and how did you find the change when moving from the real world to the movie world I suppose it must have been quite different to what you were doing before
0: yeah, I suppose a little bit. Yeah, there's a there's obviously a bit of a learning curve because when you're working in corporate world or you know, branding and whatever, it's very specific. Mm-hmm. You know, your your brief is specific, the product's specific, the targets are specific. Whereas in film and TV, when you're, when you're creating all these things like brands and things for the show, they don't necessarily have to come with all of that brand philosophy and you know market target markets it's just got to be believable yeah so i think that put us in really good put me in really good stead because anytime we design things now we can design it in a way that that sort of has a kind of faux value i suppose Mm -hmm. but something that when you see it on screen or you or you know an actor's got it in his hand or anything like that it makes sense yeah as opposed to it just looking like a cool piece of logo design or whatever it is or a bit of packaging or branding. Yeah. I think the other really nice thing is, again, because my career started early on was so varied, um, you've got to kind of be all things. You've got to be a mm-hmm. packaging designer, a web designer, print design, um, you know, everything that has any kind of sort of graphic element to it. And mm-hmm. uh, even things that don't necessarily have a graphic element to it, you sometimes forget, you know, someone got to design a carpet the pattern or someone had to design a wall covering you know whatever that looks like so it's it's so around you and that you don't in at a subconscious level i suppose that mm-hmm. you don't even notice it and i think that's part of again one of the things that i quite enjoy doing is almost designing things that t- to be um ignored almost mm-hmm. but yeah. if it's not there you'll You'll know it's not there. You know, it sticks out. But if yeah. it is there and it's it just blends into the world, that's yeah. I suppose what what we're going to do. I mean, yeah, eighty percent of what we do is probably never going to get seen. You know, soul destroying as it is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you crafted something um, yeah. and then some find out it's got cut. So, like, whoa, 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, that's, that's the nature of it. It is the nature of it. And of course, you know, we get to do things. Of four different time periods as well mm-hmm. yeah so it's, and the bit that I love the most about that is really getting into the sort of culture of things, um you know really sort of digging deep to find those layers of things that make something what it is,
1: yeah
0: yeah um, which I've always you know massively enjoy and, and what its purpose is as well, why it's supposed to be there mm-hmm. Yeah, like it has a um, a logic to it, yeah, and some things are quite fast. And some things take a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely work on the plane of uh path of least resistance. <laughs> yeah, cause yeah. Sometimes you can get so bogged down into the design of something. It's actually what well, the real world isn't like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's some things are just a bit far Some things are supposed to look a bit shit.
1: Mm. It's knowing how much, uh, like you say, you can give it too much attention to detail and make it too perfect.
0: Exactly, yeah. It doesn't actually need to be that way. And I think a lot of people uh, struggle with the the idea of that if it doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. Yeah, and also, for what you're going to see in that little bit of lens, through the lens and that little frame, Mm. most of the time it's probably going to be out of focus. Yeah. Yeah, so I always think there's no point doing a, a beautiful poster design that's got loads of words all quite small on it if it's right in the background. Cause no one's going to see it or read that, which is also a very lovely sort of thing to have in this industry so that you can get away with things like that. Yeah. Yeah, as opposed to, again, in real world, every every word, every sentence, every paragraph has to be crafted yeah. to fit yeah, the brand message or whatever it is that you're trying to sell.
1: So you found that your um, like your previous branding work kind of put you in good stead when you moved across to the movie world. Oh, 100%.
0: Yeah. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah. Um, I'd almost encourage people to actually do it. Yeah. To spend a bit of time in real world. If you're coming into graphics, especially in the film and in- in the film industry, there's mm. a little bit of time spent doing real world stuff. really does give you a solid foundation for what yeah. you're going to have to do when you get in here.
1: Yeah. It's worth doing, doing that doing that first.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And also, you know, trying lots of different things. Um, You know, packaging is is quite a major one, I think, for us. Mm -hmm. Because we have got to recreate products, you know, even as simple as a set, I don't know, like a kitchen or something like that. Everything you see in that kitchen will probably have to be remade. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, a bit of an understanding of packaging and why packaging is the way it is and how the information is laid out things like that. Yeah. So you can get that that element of realism into it.
1: So if someone was considering getting into graphic design for filmmaking, would you recommend they do some real world design first and then move across?
0: Yeah. I mean, if there's an opportunity to do it, I know it's not as easy as just saying, I'll go and do some work in an agency. But um, if there's an opportunity, definitely. Or even if you're just doing things, sometimes it always starts out, you start doing some things for some friends you know, and it kind of grows and grows, and you know, maybe you get next, another. They say something to another guy that's looking for, you know, a, I don't know, a bit of brand design or a bit of web design or whatever it is. You know, well, um, yeah. it's, to do to do it in a real world situation where it matters how you design something and what message it's pre- presenting to its audience. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's it's quite vital. Yeah. Um, and that's saying like, yeah, when we do like websites and things here, it needs to f- flow in a way that how people actually use websites. Yeah. Um, like we used to have back in the days to be like a, a kind of rule that says, you should be able to get to whatever piece of information you're looking for on a website in three clicks. Right. Okay. Yeah. So we'd, or even now it's still sort of designed with that kind of mentality. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But then, yeah, sometimes it's it's strung out a bit because the stage direction in the script wants the process to be a bit longer. Mm-hmm. Um, again, because you have to give the audience time to understand what's going on, and if you do it too quick, they've missed it. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes the pace of something would need to be adjusted for film and TV, and yeah. just so the audience can read it. And sometimes you might have to dumb it down a little bit so it's quick. And sometimes you might have some typography that's a bit bigger than it would be normally in the real world because you're only going to see it for a few frames so you have to read it real quick it might look a bit clumsy initially when you're designing it but at the same time there's no point designing this like a website with all this amazing beautiful detail if you're not actually ever going to see it because the sequence is so fast
1: so it's like a balance between real world design and then also making it work for the screen
0: exactly yeah exactly that um which i think is um again i think some people might struggle with that a little bit Mm. it's that whole bit looks wrong it doesn't look quite right but yeah the audience is only going to see it for a couple of frames Mm -hmm. and they need to be able to understand it straight away yeah yeah so yeah that's that's kind of my philosophy on it
1: (laughs) (laughs) and uh, so you kind of like um i think you said you've it was like a happy accident that you kind of fell into it. Yeah. If there was someone who's doing the job that you were doing now, um, if they were looking to make the move into filmmaking, yeah. Um, knowing what you know now, would you have any advice for someone who is looking to then move across into this industry?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think there's loads of great programs that didn't used to exist you know, back in the day. Yeah, things yeah. like skill set, and um, I think, yeah, the BFI do a, Thing for young aspiring creatives wanting to come into the industry, right? Yeah. Um, I think a lot of the major, like BBC, I think have a program, ITV have a program. I think, okay. Um, it's just trying to, you know, it, it, it takes a bit of digging, a bit of searching yeah. out. Um, there's obviously for graphics, it's the Graphics Union.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Would you say there's more opportunities now for people to make that move across?
0: I think there is, yeah, yeah. I think there is because there are so many productions, um, yeah, there's so much stuff going. Yeah, going, getting started or in production or whatever it is, that there's yeah. lots of, there's room now for people to come in. Yeah. Uh, it's not, you know, because they're constantly looking for, to fill those, those roles. Um, you know, it's constantly.
1: Yeah. And in the time that you've been doing the job, have things changed in terms of what the role involves?
0: Um, I think they've stayed relatively the same. I, I definitely think between you know graphics and art, and graphics and set, that there's mm-hmm. definitely a lot more. There's a lot more cohesive. There's a lot yeah. more collaboration uh, between the sort of departments. But um, I've got nearly thirty years of experience of doing things across different mm-hmm. industries, um, and there's a lot of people that are coming in, young young people that haven't quite got that experience. yet so it's, yeah. yeah, it's great to share that. Yeah, yeah. But if you want to make something like this this is probably the way to do it or you can try and do it this way especially you know, sometimes you've got cheap things like we've had to do stained glass windows for instance mm-hmm. um, and the technology now is so advanced that you can print direct to glass yeah and we can almost print to any material you can think of yeah we've done huge tile walls with bespoke and um Carpets, wall coverings, um, we've made a, a submarine, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and all of that was all mostly just came out of uh, out of the graphics department.
1: So, do you think that advancements in technology have changed the role in terms of oh, what we're now able to make?
0: Oh, absolutely, a hundred percent. Yeah, this, um, especially print technology has has come on so so far. That there is literally nothing you cannot now do. I mean, one of the key ones I think for us is um, it's a process called UV print, okay? Um, which is very expensive machines for the suppliers to get in, so they've got to make them work. Um, yeah. but you can literally print on any surface with UV print, okay. and it's absolute game changer to any sort, of, yeah, you know, even if it's a concrete block that's like you know this thick, mm-hmm. you could print onto it onto all sides of it if you want yeah yeah and just things like that
1: so it's kind of like it adds to the variety of things that you need to make
0: yeah it's like a little puzzle mm. you know, just little problems, tiny little problems to solve yeah uh, with just a bit of clever clever thinking and again using all the processes mm. that are now available to us yeah to, to make all this stuff and make it look real
1: so it's like a it's like a combination of um the industry getting busier and technology mm. allowing more things to be possible that is kind of allowing the graphics the role of graphics in film to to grow I suppose into what it is now yeah yeah
0: 100% I've got yeah. one of our one of our suppliers out in Wales is um uh, fantastic um he he has he's you know large format printing and all that, has a uv print machine and all that kind of stuff makes signs and all that for for real world but because of this sort of current state of the economy I suppose and yeah, cost of living crisis, energy crisis, that and the other. Yeah, all his other work, all that real world work is pretty much dried up. It's mostly film work now that really? keeps him afloat. Yeah, mm. and he's absolutely stacked. Yeah, constantly from numerous productions. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the amount of stuff we've chucked him alone, and then you've got about another five or ten productions doing the same thing. Yeah, um, it's almost like he. Even if he wanted to go back to real world, he couldn't because these machines were busy
1: 24 yeah, yeah.
0: 7.
1: That's great. Yeah.
0: Um, it's incredible. So, yeah, it's definitely opened up another little niche area outside of the industry. Yeah. Suppliers, you know, making things um, for our industry. And with the
1: rise of streaming services and the recent shift towards more content for TV, yeah. has that had much of an impact on your work?
0: Just easier. Yeah. I think just a lot easier, um, and again because we have almost got to create everything from scratch, mm-hmm. um, and that's quite a lot of stuff. Even if you just look around the room you're sitting in, and just suddenly sort of start taking in every single thing around you, it's, it's got graphic on it,
1: yeah,
0: of some sort, yeah, everything down to your computer, to your screen, yeah. So we do a lot of stuff with costume. And we've done stuff with makeup, tattoos and things like that. And yeah. and uh, for costume, you know, certain patterns that they want on an outfit that they're going to print and make for a, for a character. Uh-huh. Um, we've done quite a bit of that on this, uh, which I absolutely love. It's great. Mm. Yeah. And again, it's just, I think our graphics is one of, for me anyway, and I feel like it's one of the best departments to be in because you get to work with costume, with makeup, with the art, with set deck, uh, VFX, SFX.
1: And do you have a preference between working on feature films and TV shows? As I know you've worked on a combination of both
0: Yeah, in your career. I, yeah, I've done most, it has been mostly TV, to be fair. Yeah. But um, I've done some features as well, um, which I love. Um, I have to admit, I think I prefer TV. I quite like the long, long-form storytelling. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You, there's a lot more to create um the jobs are usually a little bit longer mm. as well yeah you know, you, as opposed to creating one or two hours of uh, uh, for a film you're creating yeah you know, six to ten hours, yeah so there's a lot more to get your teeth into so to speak
1: yeah and of of the two in recent years I imagine there that's this the TV stuff that's kind of changed the most like yeah the yeah exactly value's gone up and there's they've just yeah, they've come on so much. I think in recent years. and they years.
0: spend so much money. Yeah, you know Netflix on some of their big, big, big shows. Yeah, it's a hundred billion. Hmm. First, you know, for wow. either for a feature or a TV series. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's the sort of money that's getting bandied about now. It's yeah. incredible.
1: Wasn't it the uh, the Lord of the Rings, the recent Lord of the Rings series on Amazon? is like the yeah. most expensive TV show ever made. Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't even know how much that was. Yeah, neither do I, but I know it was a lot. Um, it's just, it's, quite, it's crazy. Well, that's Jeff, Jeff Bezos' money, isn't it? Apparently he's a massive fan, isn't he? <laughs> Must be. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You want some more money? Oh, yeah, okay, fine.
1: <laughs> I hope he likes it. <laughs> Coach, before you go, I wanted to ask you whether you think that now that graphic design in film and TV has grown to what it is now, do you think there'll be a shift soon in the way that new
0: people are brought into yeah. the industry? Yeah.
1: Do you think it'll become easier to get started?
0: I hope so. I hope so. Like even like Graphics Union, for when it started in its infancy, I'm not sure how long ago. Mm. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know about it. Someone just mentioned it to me. I sort of searched it out, but there, and that, that's kind of grown it offers, you, know, you you can now, um, I think you can now, you know, as if you're coming into industry, you can register as a junior on it yeah, and you get all job posts come through. Mm. Um, and, and if you're um, a young aspiring graphic designer or working film, you can sign yourself up to it, mm. um, and you know, get your, get the job notifications.
1: Yeah. That more but stuff's coming to. out recently that's kind of helping people to get yeah. started. And yeah, I think, yeah, it. exactly.
0: Exactly. Which is one one of the good things about it. I,
1: think. Mm. I can imagine it'll only get easier as it becomes, as it continues to grow Yeah, as a job.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, because then there'll be more of us doing it and more touch points, more contact points. Yeah. Yeah, you've only got, you've only got to look on IMDb to see who the graphics people were on any particular production, and then find way to get in touch with them. Yeah. If you do get your foot in the door with anywhere, just don't don't take it lightly. I'd say, yeah, you know, really squeeze every op- bit of opportunity out of it as you possibly can. And as I always say to all of my team, uh, anytime I give them anything, it's just don't fuck it up. <laughs> always <laughing>. nice. <laughs> yeah listen Doug, whatever you're doing just don't fuck it up <laughs> half of least resistance and don't fuck it up yeah it's good advice <laughs> i like it
1: yeah. <laughs> right i suppose i better let you get back to work really
0: thank you so much for the invite
1: Oh, you're very welcome yeah thanks so much for coming on i know, you, I know you're busy and you've been working on this <laughs> one. it's a bit mental yeah but, no, it's good cool. coach thanks a lot it's been great um appreciate your time
0: thank you it was nice. it's been a real pleasure
1: thanks mate take care take it easy man thanks again to coach for joining us from the art department to have a chat we'll be sharing some examples of coach's work from his film and tv projects on our instagram so make sure you give us a follow, if you haven't already, at Opening Credits. If you rate this podcast, then please do rate it on your platform of choice. Or leave a review, if you're feeling really generous. It will help support the podcast and allows us to reach even more fellow film fans. So it's greatly appreciated. Join me next week for the final episode of this, the first season of the Opening Credits podcast. We've got a fantastic guest lined up to finish with and you won't want to miss it. As always, thank you so much for listening. See you next time.